Welcome to B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Meet Bonnie. She's from Oklahoma. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. A meteorology major and loves to chase. Meet Bobby. He's from Oregon. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got a boss. Oregon AMS vice president and a former TV weather producer. It's B Squared. Let's talk weather. Welcome into B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. And I'm Kim in Atlanta. Is it my turn? It is. Oh, sorry. And I'm Mark in Cincinnati. I thought I was last. And I'm Phil in Cincinnati. (laughs) Well, this is a special edition of B Squared with three additional folks. Actually, these guys are our good friends, the Stormfront Freaks. Uh, We wanted to throw together a special collaborative issue for National Weather Podcast Month. Guys, thank you for joining us. Thank you for hosting us. Uh, I'm really super nervous here. I know Bonnie is too, but uh, thank you for joining us. I was okay until the technical difficulties, and now I'm like... (laughs) We're good friends. We're good friends because we owe you money, right? Is that the deal? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Do they no. owe us money? Oh. Well, we might, actually. Yeah, let's let Bonnie rack up a right. and walk out on the 100th episode. She might have, so. That was fun. <laughs> she was great. The 100th episode was good. Yeah, we're super excited. Uh, just, It's awesome. Stormfront Freaks, these guys have been so great to Bonnie and I. Um, this is our second year involved in National Weather Podcast Month. This is your fourth year, right, Phil and yes, Matt and fourth Jim? year. We started mm-hmm. it in 2017. Okay, so, yeah, like I said, we're, we're the babies of the group. Um, yes. But you guys have been so kind to us. You guys have, you know, you walked us through everything last year. And this year has been a lot of fun, a lot of crazy stuff. We're giving away a handheld anemometer on our show. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, if you want the details on that, you can go back and listen to our upcoming episode. Our last one will be taped on Sunday or go back and listen to the four previous and all the details of that contest are there. Um, but if you watch the movie Twister in the scene where Bill comes back to see the storm chasers for the first time when they go unveil Dorothy, um, they're holding up a handheld anemometer, Joey, who is one of their tech guys. And so... Uh, I have one of these. I gave Bonnie one for Christmas, and I have a third one that we're going to give away nice. to one lucky member. Uh, oh, you, guys are, you guys can <laughs> win if you want. You just have to go through and listen to all the instructions. And you have to Get make- the words. <laughs> okay. Does, it, does anybody have a sling psychrometer? Oh, gosh. I think everybody in our lab like ended up with head wounds. Yeah. You can't give those away. <laughs> hey, no. I, I will tell lawsuit. you this. Uh, you just mentioned Joey. I just got a response back from his publicist Ooh. with interest about the show uh, and wow. possibly having him on the show. We'll see if that wow. that's okay, awesome. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Like, I, I'm a little cool. jealous. So, uh, yeah, we're just, we're super excited to be here with you guys again. You know, uh, we're just, I'm super nervous. I'm a big weather channel fan. And obviously Kim comes from the weather channel. I watched Kim growing up as a young weather nerd. So I'm really kind of freaking out right now. <laughs> now you weren't that young, right? I, I, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, no, no. There when she was 18. Yeah. Well, 
<laughs> so uh, that part I'm just a little bit nervous of, but you know, Maz is great and Phil is great. I love your guys' podcast. Yeah. It's one of my favorite to listen to when I'm out driving around when I'm tired of listening to Bonnie and I ramble on about it. <laughs> but uh, I really do love you it. know, I've never listened to one of our podcast episodes. I can't do it. Seriously? That's okay. Our co-hosts don't listen to our shows either. So I subscribe to it, but I don't listen to it. We were, I never we did record it on the channel. We record them? I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> They're available. So uh, yeah, so just welcome in. Uh, we're honored to have you guys. We'll just kind of kick it off with uh something we had talked about in pre-show where it's COVID-19 quarantine. Most of us are at home, uh, not supposed to work. Unfortunately, I'm one of the essential people. Uh, I work at Amazon during the day, so I'm out there processing your packages, moving them from point A to point B, getting them off to you guys so you can uh, do whatever you need with the cleaning supplies. So uh, how are you guys handling it? Anything happening? Are you guys going stir crazy or kind of what, what, how are you dealing with this? Hmm. Well, I am actually, I've become a teacher since this all happened. (laughs) I don't know about anybody else, but um, my son, who is a senior, um, he's, um, in special ed, he has Down syndrome. So w- the parents, now that the kids are home, I have to be the teacher. So we get all the information from the teacher every day. We have um, a list of things we have to do. And so I spend probably half of my day, if not more than that, working with Alex. And um, it's been actually pretty awesome. I have to say, just, I didn't realize how smart he was. I mean, it's terrible to say as a parent, but I didn't know it till I sat down with him. I thought, oh my goodness, he can read, which I knew he could a little bit, but not to the level he is. But so that's what I've been doing and gardening, those two things. That's what I've been doing. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's I, been great. I'm tired of being in the same room for like 10 hours a day it's <laughs> with a card table. And a padded room, a padded room. <laughs> Actually, believe it or not, my, my son is over here playing Xbox. What are you playing? Rainbow Six Siege. All right, so All I'm right. slightly distracted yeah. in the background. <laughs> I look at it in the mirror. I'm like, "Ooh, that was a good shot." Anyway, so nice so yeah. So I, I bought 99% of my day. I'm working from home, and sometimes hey, I gotta let, get out of here. Let me ask you guys this: so so everyone's home. What what's satisfying your weather urges right now? Sitting at home. What what are you doing from the armchair uh, to either check on the weather, check on storms? What what are you guys using? Oh gosh, uh, I you know what's funny is I'm part of a really large weather community up here in the Pacific Northwest um, where we constantly model ride. It's almost the point like during the winter, uh, it's almost dangerous for our health that we're living and dying by every six-hour model run of the GFS or the Euro or the NAM or some of the high-res models. And a couple of the models this week pointed to possibly a pretty strong spring storm moving up the Oregon coast and it has fizzled out. And so everybody's kind of depressed about that, but uh, <laughs> just constantly just looking at models waiting for something exciting to happen. Do you think the weather channel will name it Bruce, Bruce spring storm? <laughs> Come on. Well, <laughs> look at Phil. Oh, not happy. Really? <laughs> Out. You've been waiting to say that for a long time. I know. He's the got to post it. Truth be told, Bonnie and I went through and we looked at the tropical storm names for the next seven years that are published, wow. uh, waiting to find out if there's a Bobby or Bonnie coming back into the cycle. So, no, we feel you. We we're totally all about you know naming storms. 
Yeah, oh, 100%. Okay. Well, some people don't like it. That's for sure. Kim, Kim what, what do you do to keep your uh, weather fancy going during times like this? Oh, well, you know, it's been actually very crappy in Atlanta this um, this whole year. It's been awful. Um, I've Really, I just look at pivotal weather. I you know I do, all, you know, tropical tidbits, you know, I'll go there every day and take a look and see what's going on. But um, and of course, my phone looking at the apps. But you know, really, I, I, I honestly will say this. I have kind of gotten away from tech stuff. I mean, using my phone, the la- everything. I've just, this last couple of weeks, I have been pretty much staying away from news and, you know, I just, I feel better. So I've kind of gotten away from it a little bit, but I will check the weather. Um, but that's really about it. And we've had some severe active weather here, as you know, um, a lot of rain, a lot of rain, a lot. I can't, you know, I know in Cincinnati, it's been just as bad, but um, it's been pretty miserable. But we had some big storms come through the other night, severe uh, thunderstorm morning that woke me up. But um, that's really it, guys. I, you know, honestly, I'm trying to tune it all out. So sometimes you got to detox. You do. Absolutely have to. <laughs> <laughs> from the social uh, media exactly hey, well, I, I hate <laughs> and from the alcohol jump. too I, it's good yeah i probably as i drink my white claw during this time yeah than any time but hey so i'm going to interrupt this and i apologize for doing this so soon but that is our typical sound for our lightning round Ooh. i'll bring uh, it on which is usually our our game show of brilliant and flashy questions that we tend to always play with our guests that we have with us uh but this was one little tidbit i just wanted to have fun with you guys tonight and play as well. So we're going to play a little version tonight of The Price is Right. Yes. So we're, you guys know The Price is Right. right. So we're, oh, we're yeah. going to play a little Price is Right. And so uh, Bobby, Kim, Maz, and Bonnie, you guys are our contestants. Um, and I'm basically just going to introduce some um, products. And, okay. and I'm just going to go down the line. And again, what you have to do is you have to guess the price uh, closest without going over. Okay. Is yes. this like the yodel one where you go, right. oh, yodel? No, I, I no. couldn't figure out how to make that work. No. <laughs> that, that's one of my favorite. I just couldn't figure out how to make it work. No plinko or plunko. What was it called? Yeah, plinko. Plinko, plinko. Yeah. Because yeah. you got to physically be there to drop that thing down the, yeah. So none of that down stuff is going to work. So we're just going to guess, we're just going to guess the, uh, the prizes. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. Okay. And and we're going to start with the um, the first prize that's up for bid. This is the Kestrel 5500 weather Ooh. meter. Uh, takes 14 measurements, including wind speed, humidity, pressure, and more. So the goals come closest to the, and this is the Amazon price. Okay. Uh, so Bobby might have a, a inside track on this. <laughs> this but, is rigged. But again, without going over. So <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start, Bobby, with you. What's your what's what's your bid? Forty nine ninety five. Forty nine ninety five. Kim. I'm gonna say forty five thirty six. Now forty five thirty six now now in price is right, you don't do cents. You're just doing dollars. <laughs> so Bobby, what are you saying? Four we'll say forty nine. We'll say forty nine. Speaking of, however, if you do go on Amazon, you can buy this handy anemometer for about twenty bucks. Does include <laughs> and you can get a okay. graph. Right. There's no marketing during the middle of this. All right, so Bobby's in at four ninety nine. Kim, what's your price? Forty five. Forty five. Mm-hmm. Maz. One hundred ninety nine. One ninety nine. And Bonnie. I'm gonna say fifty. Fifty. All right. 
And the actual retail price on Amazon is $378 (laughs) Maz. Yeah, baby. Maz. Those things are pricey. I was going to say $299. Then um, you all pulled me down there, you know? Oh, my goodness. uh, Next up is. Well, at least we didn't go over. (laughs) So this is the. And so these are all kind of weather related, right? So here's a camera the Nikon D3500 DSLR camera. Um, Kim, I'm going to start with you. Oh, goodness. Um, I'll say, uh, 450, 450 mass, uh, 200, 200, Bonnie, 325, 325 and Bobby, 451, Phil, 451. (laughs) And the actual retail price is that not in retail price. I should say the actual Amazon price is 397. Bonnie. Oh, you are the winner of the Bonnie, Bonnie, nice. We were so close. <laughs> wait, wait, did you just say she won the camera? No, I, I was just <laughs> Oh, I was going to say, I, where's I, my anemometer? I, I was, was kind of kidding, but okay, the next one I can't show because uh, it was an Amazon link and I thought I had it set up so it wouldn't show the price, but it won't. So hmm. you are bidding on a Davis Instruments 6250 Vantage View wireless weather station with LCD console. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's basically a, okay. a personal weather station has an LCD console yep. from Davis Instruments. Mads, I'm starting with you. 199. 199. Bonnie. 675. 675. Bobby. Uh $200. Sorry, oh, Bob. You dog. And Kim. <laughs> 260. 260. And the actual retail price or Amazon price uh is Three hundred and seven dollars. So Ooh. the winner is uh, Kim. Let's try. Nice. I need a new one. All right. Cool. <laughs> so there you go. Now, had I seen the picture, I think I would have gotten it. So. We yeah, give one of those away good. every uh, winter at the Oregon AMS. We raffle one of those off. Nice. Oh, really? Put me in the raffle. Put nice. me in the raffle. All I right. Well, last last too. product uh, before we go to our what do they call it uh, at the very end? The contestant. Um. The showcase showdown. Showcase showdown. Oh, yeah, nice. So we, we got a Very showcase good. showdown. Um, so here we go. This is the Midland ER310 emergency crank weather radio with solar USB charging capabilities wow. and NOAA alert weather radio. Uh, Bonnie. I'm going to say 55. 55. Bobby? 150. 150. Kim? <sighs> Boy. Um... I'll say um, $75. $75 and Maz? 56 <laughs> 56 I can't believe and, no one said the, $1. The actual Amazon <laughs> price is $60. So Maz. Thank you. Sorry, buddy. No, wait a minute. <laughs> without going over, right? Okay, so here's the, this is our showcase showdown, folks. Um, and all of you can, I'm going to let all, all four of you are on the showcase showdown. So here's what I'm going to oh. offer. This is a round trip for two. And, and I'm just using uh, LA to Orlando as my, uh, okay. my booking price. But round trip for two from LA to Orlando for a week-long stay at the beautiful Mystic Dunes Resort and Golf Club in Orlando. Uh, and enjoy the home of the most lightning storms in the U.S., Right, uh, which is Florida. So, Bobby, I'm going to start with you on this showcase showdown. What do you think is the total price on that package? Wait, how many days? Uh, it's a full week, so seven days, okay. six nights. Okay. 
Gotcha. Uh, are we traveling Saturday to Saturday or Friday to Friday? Because it Man. does happen. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Is this regular prices or we'll, COVID-19 we'll Saturday prices? Saturday. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say $2,100. $2,100 uh, 2, for Bobby. Again, so this is round trip for two. Two Correct. people. Okay. Okay. Uh, so round trip for two, a week long stay at the Dunes Resort, Golf Club, et cetera. All right, Kim. I'm going to say 2,800. 28. Maz? Yes. 700. 700. Bonnie? 2,801. 2,801. <laughs> All right. We got to go in. Everyone overbid on that. Oh. So, Bobby, going Damn back to you, it. the lowest was 700. So, it's got to oh, be wow. directly 700. So, it's COVID-19 prices. Maybe. There is well, not. Yeah. No. It's right no. now. If you're traveling right now. Post-corona pricing. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say... $5.99. Kim? I'm going to say $4.99. $4.99. Maz? Okay, I got to go $300 then. $300. Bonnie? Yeah. $6.25. $6.25. Okay, here's the, here's the truth. Um, you guys all had overbid, but Maz has got to go. So the closest, I do. the closest to the price, the actual price was... $293 right now. If you want to travel from L.A. to Orlando and stay for a week at the Mystic Dunes for two people, under $300. Maz, you win, baby. All right. Is that golf clubs included? I got to get a whole suitcase of Purell to go, though. The COVID-19 price on the golf clubs is probably pretty low, too. Oh, my gosh. So, thanks, uh, guys. So thanks for playing. Thanks for playing, Maz. Congratulations. Bye, Thank you. Man. Thanks. I'm heading out yeah. now. <laughs> See you guys. Thanks again. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Bobby. What else we got? So, you know, we've talked about spring storms. Uh, Kim mentioned you guys had some roll through. We had a tornado go through Mississippi uh, yesterday. I'm jealous. Mm-hmm. Because up here in the Pacific Northwest, we don't really get storms that strong until the summer season. And ours are usually high base that come off the Cascades. So if we get a severe thunderstorm, it's high base, lots of lightning, generally no tornado. So I'm very jealous that you three get to see a lot more severe storms than I do. But um, just a really impressive setup. We had the last winter storm go through, dumped all that snow from Denver all the way up through the Northern Plains, the Great Lakes. And then that Southern component, again, the tornadoes, severe weather. That stuff just is fascinating. Bonnie and I talk a lot about on this show, especially, you know, get the chase vehicle ready. It's chasing. And so we're off and running and, you know, we've hit that officially that time of year. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. Especially here in Oklahoma, we've got severe weather coming tomorrow, I think. So I'm pretty pumped. Yeah. Is that the same storm system that'll be hitting the Ohio Valley this weekend? Maybe severe, I think, um, setting up. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tomorrow's Friday. God, I'm losing the days of the week. I know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I Are you, um, are you guys officially kind of considered in Dixie Alley up in Atlanta or are you a little north, north? Uh, I think we're a little, we're a little north, northeast yet. Um, I think where, where I live, um, north of Atlanta, we're probably closer to it, maybe northwest Georgia, I think, but maybe north central, northwest Georgia. But downtown, I don't think is, is in there. Got it. Yeah. It's more Alabama, of course, um, but- central, northern. It seems like, and, and Bonnie, I don't know, I, it looked like uh, Saturday, is it tomorrow or, sa- um, t- tomorrow or Saturday, but that, that you, that Oklahoma's in a, that's tomorrow, isn't it? That you guys are yeah. in a, uh, I don't have it pulled up, but. You're elevated. 
Uh, it mm-hmm. sounded like they were going to be moving pretty fast. They looked like they were moving, going to move pretty quick. Yeah, and it's it's just isolated storms, but yeah, the jet stream is going to be really strong tomorrow, so I think they're they're going to move pretty quick. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't even think there's going to be much that happens, honestly. It's yeah. not for me. <laughs> yeah, I guess the question comes into over the weekend when it gets to the Ohio Valley because I was looking at dew points are going to be in the 60s and. Yeah. Um, nice. Indiana, maybe, um, maybe overnight, maybe Phil for you guys in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it, it occludes, it's starting to occlude at that point, but, um, anyway, we'll see. It should be exciting in the South too. There could be maybe a few isolated storms as well, but mm-hmm. you know, cause we've warmed up today with absolutely, absolutely gorgeous. It's a little on the drier side. So maybe we'll have to, I'm sure that moisture is going to come up pretty quick, but, um, we'll watch that over the weekend. Let so. me ask, let me ask you guys this. So, obviously, this time of year, golf mo- golf moisture, golf air, big deal, kicks off these storms. When you have a day where it's not humid, what's it like for you guys? Because obviously, you know, you want to probably get out and do stuff. But is it pretty rare to have a day where it's not that humid, or you know, you say your dew points are maybe in the fifties, so not too bad. I call it a good hair day. <laughs> That's what I call Bonnie. I don't know about you, but yes. when the humidity Those is are low, rare, but yes. Yes, my hair does so much better. But yeah, I think, you know, it's definitely, you know, for Atlanta anyway, it's more summer where the dew points are pretty miserable for a couple months. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the year, it's not bad. I mean, it's usually 40s, 50s. It's actually very pleasant, I think. A little humidity is good, but I hate it when it's in the 60s and 70s. And right. No, that's horrible. But yeah, it's not, it's, we don't have that maybe a couple months of the year. That's about it. Okay. Well, we were 92 today, but our dew point was 36. So that was nice. It was just a dry heat. It was still hot, but it could have been worse. Yeah. I think everybody loves it when it's lower humidity. I don't know many people that like the high humidity, but, um, I definitely like lower. They need to be checked out if they do. I I agree. I agree. I agree. (laughs) My hair just gets curly when it's humidity, but. That's Mine just gets like gross it. and flat. And <laughs> Everybody does opposite. <laughs> it's different. Uh, what about you, Phil? Yeah. Yeah, mine. What's mine, your hair doing? Uh, mine idea. starts getting really wavy. And it'd be hard to tell. Really? But it, uh, it gets really, I do have a slight. Actually, my hair does have a slight curl to it. I've yeah. Got, I'm going to need proof. I had curly blonde hair when I was a kid. Really? Oh. Wavy, wavy, curly uh, blonde hair. Yeah. We want to see it. Come on, post it on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Come on. I see my photo. I, I had a photo. You know what? I will say <laughs> this. I will say this, though. When I lived in Ohio all those years in Cincinnati, um, I think the summers, and maybe because I was younger, I felt like they were more brutal than Atlanta. Phil, I mean, what really? do you think than about that? Atlanta? I do. There's a reason they call it hot Atlanta. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they just because I was a kid. Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, you're a kid. You don't care. You're, you're like, I'm sweaty, whatever. Yeah. So, I so I grew up in Minnesota. And, you know, summers last about 30 days, 60 days <laughs> there at the most. But um, it, w- it would get very humid up in Minnesota. I mean, we yeah. had a lot of farmland and corn and, and uh, lakes. Um, so it, it would get pretty pretty humid in Minnesota in the summers. So I don't know. I, Kim, I, I would, I've been to Atlanta a number of times and <laughs> I don't know. I, I might, I might disagree a little oh, bit yeah. that it's any more humid up here than it it's is. It's all right. Here, but. 
Yeah. I mean, I think it is, but it just felt different, I guess. I don't know. But I like Atlanta. We get all the good seasons here, so it's good. It's good. You mentioned, you know, severe storms, and I kind of want to switch topics real quick, especially Kim with the TV stuff, Phil as well. Um, There's a lot of debate going on right now. When do you and when do you not interrupt coverage or, you know, national program or even local programming for storm (laughs) coverage? Um, We seem to have this debate every year. Last year really kind of kicked off around the Masters. um, And you even saw guys from ESPN live tweeting like, oh, I can't believe that you know, my TV station broke into coverage of a tornado that might not even be on the ground yet. But what are your guys' thoughts about breaking into coverage? Me personally, having been there on the production side of it, I think, you know, more storm coverage is good. Maybe that's just kind of the weather geek or TV and radio guy in me. But what's your thoughts? When do you break in? When do you not? Oh, boy. Um, that is that is a really tough one to answer. Um, I always I always thought, if if there's a tornado on the ground, I think that's worth breaking in and um, and going, you know, just taking over the whole thing and, and going live with that. But if it's radar indicated, um, if it's hail, whatever, maybe have a, you know, the a lower screen or something that shows sure. the radar or shows a person showing the radar, um, advising people to go to their local channel or whatever. That's what that's my thought. I thought as long as you're getting the point across, maybe at the bottom of the crawl or another screen, um, a side screen, giving that information, I think I'm okay with that. But if it's a tornado on the ground doing damage, that's where I think maybe you go in. That's my I'm, thought. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed that the technology hasn't gotten to the point yet where we can do one of two things, which is either get real specific to where the weather threat is and reach just those homes uh, or or homes in the general area or path of that storm. Uh, Or as Kim talked a little bit about of just, you know, we, we we do have the technology to do picture in picture Mm -hmm. and, and be able to do something where um, you're, you're broadcasting the importance of, Hey, there's a tornado on the ground. Here's where it's at. But if they're watching, the masters or if they're watching something like that, that, that they're also, you know, doing a little picture in picture at the bottom, uh, maybe without the sound, but at least you're showing the picture or you're showing something. Um, it might not be ideal, but I just, I, I'm, I'm shocked that we don't have the technology yet at this point to better handle that situation. You know, it's, it's like, to me, it's like the weather radios, you know, when they started before they had the same technology, mm-hmm. um, y- you would just, if you, if you were getting your signal off of that broadcast tower and there was a tornado warning within some county that was covered under that broadcast tower, y- your radar, your radio would go off in the sure. middle of the night. Right. And it might be a county that's five counties north of you. Right. For for example, I'm just throwing that out there, but you know, and so you, you weren't in the path, it wasn't near you. And then they, they developed that same technology that allows you to get real specific that it's only going off if it's in your County, or if you choose which counties you want to hear warnings for Right. that we can't do. And, and weather radio uh, technology is nothing 
fantastic. Or new. I mean, that's old mm-hmm. stuff, right? So I, I'm just shocked that we, we don't have a better, better way to handle that. Yeah, especially since, you know, we're able to give such detailed forecasts now, right? Or just at least track the tornado. We can give you, you know, what road it's on and we can forecast that out. So that even makes it more localized. So then, but we're still talking to a broader audience. So we almost have done a little disservice, right? In some ways that um, we're able to pinpoint specifically neighborhoods, but we're broadcasting to the whole Atlanta metro area where before we couldn't get so detailed. So it was more acceptable. I think, I don't know. You know what I mean? No, I, I, I think I, you know, I totally understand. I, but I think if you, I, I don't know because it's tough and maybe this may be more geared toward like say Oklahoma city and Bonnie, but when you have an event like the El Reno tornado where it's so big and there's mm-hmm. so much happening and there are so many people, schools, hospitals. I mean, you name it, anytime like you see on the Weather Channel or any local station where they draw out the timeline and it includes how many hospitals and the National Weather Service mm-hmm. does this on there uh, when they put out the things, how many you know estimated population in it. I think it's really tough, though, that you just isolate it down to one area because at some point you could have multiple tornadoes on the ground, which we've seen in outbreak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so how are you going to deal with that? Well, if you have same multiple tornadoes in one county warning area, um, how do you pick and choose? So I think I'd rather break into coverage and just say, hey, you know, we apologize for it. Uh, you know, in the back end, we, we don't have to get into the, you know, the, all the hate that meteorologists get for, you know, breaking into coverage. It's not necessarily their call on that. They're they're the, absolutely the focal point of it because they're the ones that understand the science of what's happening. But um, you know, the decision to break in is not just the weather guys. It's a whole team member, you know, starting with your news right. director all the way down. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think it's worth it because when it comes to tornadoes and stuff, you, you have minutes, you don't really have right a long lead time. So if you got to bust into the NFL game or the masters or whatever, then you wow. just got to do it sometimes, you know? That caused yeah. such a huge, <laughs> I felt so sorry for the local girl yeah. for, um, I think it was CBS 46. Uh, yep. It was just, it was awful. Actually, that's where I, I did some freelance work there and I knew her, but um, that was awful. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's tough guys, you know, cause you know, you, it's being so many people are, you are, cause you're not affecting, it's not affecting everybody that's watching. Right. So right. Um, it's almost, I almost wish you could say, Hey, if you live here, go to this other channel because we have all the details, you know, and, um, I don't know, but yeah, yeah. Phil, I, I'm surprised too, that there isn't something yet, but maybe there will be. I like the video you shared though, on y'all's Twitter, the, the guy, the weather guy that just went off on everybody giving him yeah. the hate and he was like, no, oh, we're going to have to get over it. I'm breaking in. I was like, our, you go, man. That was one of our <laughs> hashtag weather fools. Uh, yeah. was go look the door up on the troll. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all about it. Yeah. When I, when I interned at the ABC affiliate here with Rob Marciano, who's now at ABC, you know, we would get calls all the time for people. Uh, especially here, we get like a late season snowstorm and there'd be weekend golf and they'd be in wall to wall coverage of snow and, you know, snow in any major metropolitan area is a headache. There's no doubt about it, but West as it is like in Atlanta and Oklahoma city and even Cincinnati, one snowflake falls and everybody loses their mind. 
True. And when you go into storm team coverage like that, people are calling, I want my golf. I don't care about the snow. I'm stuck at home. I want to watch something else. And so, you know, you have to find that balance of, is it newsworthy or, or what? So right. that's just a tough part. Yeah. I think it has to, it has to be th- a real threat because if it's not, then, then you just really anger people. And it, if you do it too often, it has the opposite right. effect. Right? right. So, right. I think that's where streaming though also comes in too. You know, you can stream. Um, I, 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 Bonnie got me hooked on Oklahoma News Nine, so I'm constantly watching that anytime there's severe weather around Oklahoma City, and I'm just watching on stream. You know, I'm nowhere near. I'm not in the DMA. I just watch, and you yeah. know, it's fascinating stuff to me. So that's another option that they could do. But well, that's man, true. That's true. It's tough. You you have to weigh safety versus you know your your broadcast license, right? You're there for a reason for the public good. So yeah. Yeah. Phil, I know you had some other topics that you wanted to also bring in. So what? Oh, you know, heck, let's a- let's, uh, let's talk about this. So uh, obviously, with you guys are and your podcast is always big on current events and talking yeah. about current weather events. Uh, so we on our show we don't we don't cover a lot of current events. Um, you know, the focus is kind of on the guest and chatting with the guest and finding out about the guests that we have and and things of that nature, but. Um, I do, I do like talking about current events and, and so let's go, I want to go back. Obviously we're in COVID-19 shelter in right. place, lockdown right now. And, and what's, what's interesting is two things that have come up that I've noticed from that on a weather standpoint. Uh, one is that our weather models are potentially becoming less accurate right now because there are fewer commercial flights, mm-hmm. uh, in the air that collecting data for our weather models. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of interesting. But the other thing, and maybe this is what we can talk about, is um, storm shelters with the whole yeah. social distancing uh, situation. And we've got storms, Bonnie, in your neck of the woods coming up and, and uh, some coming up here in uh, Illinois and Indiana on Saturday near my neck of the woods. Uh, and, and these storm shelters, um, some are closed because some are schools that have closed. Mm-hmm. And you still have this social distancing kind of rule. How are you going to do that if you're trying to evacuate to a storm shelter? So I guess, what are your thoughts on that? Bobby, I'll start with you. Uh, You know, I, again, we're weighing the risk of benefit and reward, right? Um, Obviously, if there's a tornado, immediate thought is, okay, you have to seek shelter. There's no doubt about it. Um, And if, you know, my neighbor say, you know, fictitious lady named Lacey, uh, Lacey's got a cough and a sneeze. Well, you know, I, chances are it's allergies or the cold, right? Maybe, maybe it is COVID-19. We don't know, but I would rather be in a place where I know that I'm going to live and she's going to live. And then I can deal with the, you know, uh, the after effects of if I do end up being exposed to it, but man, that is, it's tough. It really is tough. You know, you're damned if you do damned if you don't. Right. But mm-hmm. I would rather think seek immediate shelter for a tornado and live through that versus not live through that. And even if you have COVID-19 at that point, it doesn't matter. Bonnie, what, what do you think of these, uh, the shelters, some of them being closed? Uh, do you think that's fair? Do you think they should be open or. I, I think it makes sense. I think we're still in the month of March. There's still time to prepare. 
you know, it doesn't mean go buy a storm shelter. Those are expensive and probably can't get it installed in time anyways, but figure out your safe place in your home, your hall, your closet, bathtub. Maybe you're going to your mom's house despite social distancing, but there's time to prepare and that's what we would need to start doing now. Well, maybe we should think about um, putting, well, this is after COVID-19 is gone. There's just more supplies for everybody, but right. maybe putting masks and stuff like that. For the, if it happens again, then, it, then you have to worry about it, Phil. Then you've got your mask and you're with a bunch of people in that room sheltering. I don't know. That's a good you point. know, that's interesting. You know? I think this is going to change how everyone does everything going forward. Just Definitely. work and all those things are going to be rethought. Oh, my son, actually, this is kind of off topic, but my son, we just did speech therapy on Zoom. So I'm thinking, why would any therapist want to do anything? Like, why rent a space right. if you can do this and get paid the same, you know, over the Internet? But anyway, kind of cool. But yeah, yeah. so well, I, I think agree. I think we're going to see a lot of that going forward. But mm -hmm. yeah, I think maybe we, maybe we think differently about what we stock in our supply rooms and our shelters. I mean, I don't know. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, it would be any ways to have gloves, obviously, mm -hmm. and stuff like that, too. Mask wouldn't be a bad idea in the event you come out and say, you know, your house has been relocated or something's happened and you're not sure you smell gas in the air. I mean, a mask can go a long way and yeah. you know, keeping people sure. safe. But, you know, Bonnie actually has a storm shelter in her garage. That no, yeah. It's a safe room. It's above ground. It's a safe room. But, okay. but it is small. Like there'd be two of us in there face to face. Yeah. And the dog. Mm -hmm. But you're still going to survive. And so at that point. Yeah. And I think that's part of it is you just got to address the immediate threat. And you don't have time to debate. Well, coronavirus is going on, but there's an EF5 coming down my street. What do I do? Like, you know what I mean? You just kind of act. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, I think our commenters are saying, get out there and chase. That's yeah. the only <laughs> 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 All right. Well, let, let's do this. Let's close with this. As, uh, since it's National Weather Podcast Month, um, I, I kind of want, I figured it'd be worthwhile that we talk a little bit about what, you know, what got us involved in a weather podcast or what got us involved in setting up a weather podcast. And um, I'll, I'll kind of start it off by, by mentioning, you know, when I had been listening two podcasts so this we started back in uh, 2016 and i'd been listening to podcasts um uh, for probably about a year and i thought it's just a really neat medium because mm -hmm. it allows you to listen to what you want to listen to as opposed to turning on a radio station uh if it's talk radio you got to listen to whatever they're talking about which you might not have any interest in um or music which is great but it's not necessarily benefiting my life at all i'm not learning anything necessarily and, and so that's what I really, I really bought into podcasts. And I'd been a, a attended a, a severe weather symposium held by Ohio State University. And it was while I was there that I just kind of pondered the thought of how, how can I take this kind of interest in weather and maybe create a podcast out of it. And, and the funny thing was, is I looked to see, okay, who else is doing this? So this is uh, March of 2016. And I looked and, and the only podcasts that were uh, doing anything on a regular basis, meaning they were doing a show on a, on a regular basis and that they were on iTunes, which for the most part, if you're not on iTunes, I mean, that's, that's the one that most people listen to, right? 
mm-hmm. uh, was Weather Brains. Now, Weather Brains, of course, part of Weather Podcast Month. They'd been doing, they, they got 10 years on me, on us, right? Um, and mm-hmm. they got, you know, what, 12, 13 years on you guys. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so they got a lot of time. They've been doing it for a long time. So they were in, they were in the mix. Uh, Carolina Weather Group, also a part of Weather Podcast Month. Uh, they had been going for a couple years. And, and they have, and they still do, kind of change up their medium a little bit. They do a lot of video stuff. Uh, they do, uh, they had done a lot of audio stuff. Now they're kind of tapping in the audio, audio stuff, but they really dabble. They're, they're kind of the mad scientists, I think, of the weather podcast industry. And they do a great job with both. But uh, they were around, and then there was another one that had just started like a couple months, two, three months prior that was it. There were three of them. And I, and so that's what, what got me going, okay, we're, we're going to do this and I'm going to set it up. And, um, I kind of reached out to a few folks. Uh, well, one was my brother. So the fun thing is I get to do this with my older brother, That's cool. uh, who's, he's a storm spotter. He's a net controller for their, uh, County Skywarn, uh, amateur radio group. Um, so, you know, big interest in weather. And then I went to, and Kim, I don't know if you know much of the story, but then I went to, uh, went to Maz, Mark Massaro. Yeah. Who I knew because I had worked with him. He is a former uh, TV meteorologist, um, primarily in the Cincinnati area, but he had been in Grand Rapids and elsewhere. Um, But he wasn't in the industry anymore. But I'm like, you know, if we're going to be, you know, legit, we got to get some like serious uh, weather background person or place. And so I asked him and he was in. uh, And then I'm like, okay, so we're good. So I reached out to a few more people. My goal was to always be something that was going to be first entertaining. And mm-hmm. secondly, provide some education, right? So that people could listen. You don't have to be a meteorologist to listen to our show. Uh, it's really more entertaining and fun. Yet if you're a meteorologist and you listen to our show, you're still going to learn great things because of the great guests that we have on. We have some great co-hosts as well. But the cool thing is, is our co-hosts come from all different avenues of the weather industry, from storm chasers to uh, TV meteorologists like Kim and Maz and uh, uh, weather producers, Bobby, like you, uh, Dina's a, a weather producer in, in the background. Um, and, and we just, we got just a real cool eclectic group of people. And so it gives different ideas. And that's what I love about it as well. have different ideas and thoughts and, and, uh, we've really put together a fun team, but Kim, I, I'm going to just shoot to you before we get to Bobby and Bonnie, I guess what, what got you deciding to get involved in our show? I had so much fun. <laughs> it was, I was a guest. So, um, Dina, I worked with Dina, um, at the weather channel for many years. And, um, I had just, I guess it might've been, I don't know how long it was after I left the weather channel that she reached out to me and said about, we want you to be on our podcast. I'm like, what's a podcast. I didn't have a clue. I had no idea. So I had to, you know, do a little research and like, okay, sure. You know, and then of course, Phil reached out. I talked to Phil for a little bit, emailing back and forth about everything. And um, and so when I was a guest, I loved it. I had so much fun. And I thought, this is really cool. What a cool idea, especially the fun part. Um, I loved working at the Weather Channel. I loved being on air. I loved working behind the scenes and all that. But I think just getting together, talking about weather when it's fun and light, Sometimes we get serious, but a lot of times it's just fun. And just the little, I don't know, just the guests that we have on there and people that I had never met or talked to. You know, I'd seen them on TV and, and it was really nice to do that. So after I was on, I think it was even actually during the show when I was a guest that 
Phil, you said something to me about, well, Kim, how about joining our team? And uh, I was like, okay, sure. And then that's where I am. Yeah, so, I, you know, I still remember it. It was something that you were talking about. Um, maybe it was being at the Weather Channel, but there was something, Kim, and and how you were saying it. Like, yeah, like I could tell there was part of it you missed. Like you really, it's like you oh, were yeah. out of the weather industry and it was kind of hurting you a little bit and you kind of missed it. And, and I, and I might've just thrown something out at the time, but, but I, I do remember afterwards cause I, I do feel that it was a little divine in the process too of going, you know, I sh I should just ask her yeah. because she really <laughs> seems like she still wants to keep a foot in weather somehow, some way. And, well, and yeah, uh, you're right. Yeah. And, that, and what's so true too, is that, you know, all those years of having to worry about how you look, how you sound, what you say. And it was getting kind of more political and it was getting to a place at the weather channel where I didn't like it as much being television. And I did some freelance work at CBS 46 and same things were going on there. And I'm like, you know, I think I'm just done with the TV side of it, but I missed it. Like you said, I mean, I really missed it. I missed talking to people about it and, um, I miss some of my friends. So it was great being on there with Dina too, but and meeting all you guys. So yeah, definitely Phil, if you felt that, you know, you were absolutely right. Absolutely right. Yeah. So I'm very thankful. Cool. All right. So I'm Bobby. I want to know about you and Bonnie. What, what got you, what, where did this uh, B squared come from? Well, you know, I got to go back until I was, I've been involved in podcasting. Gosh, since about 2003. Um, I was the executive producer of a podcast called Sports Business Radio. Uh, it's the show that we launched out of the radio station I was working for in Portland. Our first guest was at the time David Stern, the NBA commissioner. And so I got an email from my program director said, hey, I want you to work with these two guys. They've never done a show before, so we're going to launch it. The first guest is David Stern. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, if that's, no pressure. If, if that's the first guy, then okay, these guys are serious. And so... You know, I was with the guys through the ride where we were on daily radio for a while and then it became a weekend show. And then we got this technology called podcasting and we were one of the first to launch with Apple and took the show into national syndication. Uh, and the podcast has remained to this day. It's still one of the iTunes top 50 and I'm loosely associated. Uh, the host is still one of my really good friends, but I've done that in my entire radio career where it's just been every show I've ever worked on and produced. We always created the podcast at the end of the day. And so, you know, Working in radio, being the news junkie I am and the weather junkie I am, I missed having that outlet. When I left uh, the ABC affiliate here in town um, as their producer and intern, you know, I didn't really have that outlet except for like my AMS group. But um, I'm always passionate about it. There was no doubt about it. And, you know, I stumbled upon Bonnie one afternoon on Instagram. Um, I wanted to go to Oklahoma. She was at Oklahoma. And I was like, oh, cool. Another weather geek that, you know, is at OU. This is great. And so we just struck up a friendship and for oh gosh, gosh. Yeah, like three or four years, we had gone back and forth like, oh, we should do something together. You know, it'd be great. And finally, I got laid off from my heart uh, just about three years ago. And at that time, I was kind of, you know, looking for something to stay within the broadcast world, um, applying for jobs all across the country. And so I created my own podcast and it was awesome. And then I was like, you know what? I know Bonnie really wants to get into doing something like this. I would love to have a show. And so we put our heads together and we created B squared and here we are 90 episodes <laughs> later. Uh, it's been a very interesting ride the last year and a half uh, coming up on two years, but man, it's been a lot of fun. Oh, I bet. definitely a lot of fun. 
So this I is guess my only podcast I've ever done. And I've oh, never really? done anything like this. I'm not from radio or broadcast or anything. I'm just weather obsessed. So that's where my portion of the podcast comes in. I mean, when I was in fourth grade, we had one of our TV meteorologists come teach us weather safety, kind of like James Spann does. Uh, it was Steve Crono. I don't know if any of y'all know who that is, but he came and just talked about weather safety. And from then on, I was hooked. I went to Rose State College. That's where I got my associates in meteorology. And Steve Crono was one of my professors there, which is is crazy so i got my degree from him and i'm just i i would have never guessed that he would have been a professor at any college ever so that was crazy Uh, i want to get him on our show at some point hopefully yeah we got Um, him and i did go to ou for a little bit i'll tell you their meteorology program is no joke like you better strap in because it is it it beat me so i do want to go back but i did not finish my bachelor's degree yeah, I'm sure. I'm very, it's very intense, I'm sure. So. It, it is. It's all math. It's not even science. It's literally all math. Yep. <laughs> well, let, let, let's do this uh, to, to close up. First off, uh, let's cover you guys, Bobby and Bonnie. How can, uh, how can our listeners and viewers find you guys? Uh, we're available on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, our big thing is Twitter. You can find us at Weather Podcast. By the way, going through here, I was like, we're going to create a weather podcast. I'm thinking there's no way in the world the term weather podcast would be available. <laughs> and lo and behold, it's out there on Twitter. I'm like, okay, this this is meant it's to be. It's ours. Yeah. I <laughs> so you follow us on Twitter uh, and Instagram at Weather Podcast. And then on Facebook, you can find us at B Squared Weather. Cool. And then for us, uh, if you guys are listening to Be Squared, uh, you can find us at uh, stormfrontfreaks.com or you can also find us on Twitter at stormfrontfreak without the S. We're also on Facebook and Instagram as well. Just uh, search stormfrontfreaks. Um, what's coming up for you guys? What What do you guys, obviously you're, you're getting close to your 100th, but uh, any any cool things you guys have planned for your podcast coming up? Oh gosh, Bonnie, do we? I mean, we do. We are, we're going to try to move from just audio to video also. Yep. Um, that'll take a little bit of cash, but we're going to try to work that out and make that happen. I mean, I guess we're in it right now. So yeah, that means my right. janky equipment. I should probably get a couple of upgrades. Yeah. The government's going to be sending you a check here anyways, regardless. That's true. Literally, it's crossed my mind, and I'm like, maybe I should be smart with this and not buy lighting for a podcast or something. Well, I'll tell you, if you watch any of our uh, previous shows, early shows, it's no different. I mean, we we were a bunch of goofballs and had no clue what the hell we were doing, and but that's what makes still start somewhere, I guess. We still don't, yeah. But, but that's what makes it fun. I mean, the, the fact that <laughs> we can ramble on. on and you know, people are just like people listen to you for an hour ramble on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're we're just having fun. And that's I think the key thing uh for my show and I know yours as well. As long as you can connect with your audience and have fun and be engaging, that's honestly all that really matters. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. And we've got uh, we've got coming up our next show uh, next week, so we'll record live Thursday, April second. Um, that'll be episode one hundred and two. That's going to be uh, we got Jim Cantori coming back yes. to the show. So good deal. Um, so yeah, so we have Jim back. So that'll be fun to, to chat with him, and uh, yes. we'll have a good time. So you guys got anything else to add before we uh, close it up? 
just a reminder that we're giving away the handheld anemometer. Our fifth and final keyword of the uh, contest comes up this Sunday on our show. Um, I won't tell you what it is. We've said it actually about 300 times tonight on this show. I've been kind of <laughs> counting in the back words. of my head how many times we've said it. You will have to make sure you tune in and listen. Very good. All right. So I think that just about does it for this episode. Uh, so for Bobby, Bonnie, Kim, and Maz, I'm going to go ahead and signal the all clear, and we'll catch you guys next time. So have a good night, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye.